Welcome to the Radiant Church Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Grab a Bible or open up your favorite Bible app as we get into God's Word together. Hey, Radiant family. It's finally here. 2023. Today is January 1st of the new year, and you know what time it is. Preacher's going to pull out all the new year, new you sermons. And so um, in that tradition, I'm going to take a little bit different perspective on how we can approach this new year with God in mind. Um, Now, although it's kind of cliche in Christian circles, there is something important and even symbolic about the new year. Um, It becomes not just a turning of the calendar, but could be a turning of the page for you and I. It could be a day to start new things. But before we begin to make our resolutions, before we begin to focus on what we want to do this year, I want to call us to a passage that's oftentimes remembered in the new year. You see, there was a time in the nation of Israel when they were facing oppression. They were facing a hopeless situation. And the prophet Isaiah comes along. He begins to promise them that one day there's going to be a deliverer. One day they are going to see the end of this oppression and exile. And this passage is in Isaiah chapter 43. Turn with me if you have your Bibles. Um, Isaiah 43 um, talks about this captivity that they've been experiencing, the, the wars that they've been losing and they've been fighting and they've been overwhelmed by the enemy, God's enemies. And so even the nation of Judah was being captured and now they were facing an exile. And so Isaiah, the prophet, is looking far into the future by saying these words right here. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. He's beginning to remind the people of God that, hey, Look at what I've done in the past. Haven't I rescued you from the nation of Egypt, although they were just as mighty as this new nation that you are facing now? And so he begins to point out one of the most famous passages in all of the book of Isaiah. And it simply says this in verse 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see? See, he reminding us that he is about to do something new. And so in this new year, it's good for us to take a moment, just look at these passages and say, okay, God has told his people once and again that he is going to do something new. He's going to rescue them, deliver them, but it may not come in the way that they think. It may not come in the way he has always worked. And so with that in mind, I want to invite us to look at this new year in a new way. Let's pray. Father, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this opportunity to gather even virtually under submission to your word. God, I pray that you would speak to us all in this moment, that you would give us a soft heart, open ears and willing hands to obey what your word says. God, give me clarity of communication, concision of thought and help me to say what you want me to say. No more and no less. God, we look forward to what you're going to do in this moment right here. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. The word of God says, behold, I'm going to do something new and it won't even compare to what I've done before. I don't know about you, but when I grew up, new had two different meanings. Um, There was new and then there was new to me. 
Um, so when I bought a new car growing up, it was never a new car. It was just a new to me car. And even when other people said that they were buying new cars, I didn't even assume that they meant a new car where the year of the car matched the year that we're living in. As a matter of fact, when anyone did, I just assumed they were rich. If it's the year 2000 and you bought a 2000 Honda, I assumed you were wealthy uh, because new meant new to me. And so with that in mind, I think when God says he wants to do something new, if you're like me, you begin to think adventurous. You begin to think innovative and creative, brand new things that this world has never seen before. But maybe God wants to do something that's not new in this world, but maybe new to you. And so just like the nation of Israel were looking for God to be this deliverer, they were holding on to this promise of Isaiah for hundreds of years. The people of Israel held on to this promise of Isaiah 43, that God is going to rescue them, that God is going to provide a deliverer for them. And they were thinking in their minds that that one day the Israelites will be rise up. They will have their own kingdom again, because isn't that what God said? Fast forward just a little bit of time and we find ourselves in the book of Acts. Finally, Jesus, the promised one, has come. He lived on this earth for three years, teaching and preaching and healing. And the people that were with him through it all, they saw him raise people from the dead, feed 5,000, feed 4,000. They saw him calm the waves. They saw him do miracles and preach and teach with authority. All that time they spent with Jesus, they still didn't quite understand this new thing that was promised to be done because they had in their minds the promise of Isaiah that God is going to rescue his people. And so although now that they are not under captive to Babylon or Assyria or some of those other nations, now they are under the control of Rome, they still hold on to this promise that God is going to rescue his people by sending a deliverer. As a matter of fact, right before Jesus is taken up into the sky in Acts chapter one, verse six, it says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You see, that wasn't an insane or absurd question. They believed that when God said that I'm going to send a deliverer, that I'm going to do something new, that they thought that God was going to rescue them from their captors, from their nations, just like he has always done from Egypt to Assyria to the Babylons. He thought that God was going to rescue them from Roman occupation and Roman rule. They didn't quite understand what God meant when he said, I'm going to do something new. You see, God was working. Matter of fact, they were asking, asking this question to Jesus. And Jesus was actually the fulfillment of that Isaiah prophecy, that new thing that God was going to do. This thing that not just going to rescue his people, but transform the nation was standing right in front of them. And they missed it. They said, "Okay, Jesus, I, I appreciate you healing. I appreciate you teaching. I appreciate you doing all these things. I appreciate you dying on the cross and coming back to life. But when are we going to get the thing that we've been waiting for? When are we going to get the thing that we want you to do? When, Lord, are you going to restore our nation, our kingdom? They were staring in the very face of God, in the very fulfillment of all the promises of God. And yet they missed it. One more verse. And then I'm going to share just a couple of thoughts. Second Corinthians five seventeen. This is the New Testament version of the promise of Isaiah. Talking about this new life that we have in Jesus Christ, the word of God says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Anyone who belongs to Christ has already become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. You see, the new thing that God wants to do isn't just on the outside in your circumstances, but it's probably on the inside in your life. The new thing that God wants to do this year and every year isn't just changing your circumstances. It's probably changing you. You see, the new thing is oftentimes overlooked. Um, as I looked at my prayer list for the last year, um, I, I was convicted because, man, there, there's things that I was praying for in 2022 that I was hoping God would do that he didn't. And so the list of things that I wanted God to do is long in 2022. And as I look back on that list, I'm saying, OK, God, I'm going to take some of these things in 2023 and I'm going to begin to pray for these things with the same fervor, passion and intensity. And I believe that's a good thing. But what I didn't do until I was convicted, even just a few weeks ago, was I didn't look at a list of the things that God did do in 2022. You see, where God's power was working was not always where my prayers were being directed. Where God was showing up wasn't always where I was looking for God to show up. You see, God, I want to take God to change that person where God sent that person to change me. You see, I wanted God to change that circumstance where God allowed this circumstance to happen so the circumstance would change me. Family, maybe what God wants to do in this new year is not just to give you the things that you've been praying for, but maybe change the things that you've been praying for. You see, we are so excited about the destination. We're going to lose weight. We're going to write the book. We're going to go back to school. We're going to do all those things. But oftentimes, although we're excited about the destination, we despise the preparation. We're excited about all the things that we want God to do, but sometimes we overlook or look down upon the things that God needs us to do to prepare us spiritually, to prepare us financially, to prepare us to receive the things that he wants for us. And so in this new year, here's what I would like us to do. I would like us to join God's plan for our life. And what do I mean by that? I mean, let's take a moment and look back on 2022. Maybe just a f the last few months, if you don't have a great memory like I do, uh, but look back on what God has done and ask yourself this question. What is the trajectory of God's presence and power in your life? Where has God been showing up the most? Where have you felt the most convicted, the most encouraged? Where has God provided provision and resources even when you didn't pray for it? Where has God been moving this year? And with that in mind, ask yourself, not only where has God been moving in 2022, but am I praying in that direction too? Is what I want for my life in 2023, what God wants for my life in 2023? Am I working and praying and saving and pursuing the goals that God has for me? Or am I asking God to bless my plans for my own life? You see, the reality is, family, that we have become new creatures in Jesus Christ. And the new thing that God wants to do is in you. And all the things that you may accomplish, that you may achieve, are a direct result of the level of preparation you are willing to invest now. Let me say it a different way. 
What spiritual rhythms do you need to establish now so that you can experience sustainable success later? What spiritual rhythms do you need to establish now so that you can experience sustainable success later? You see, the reality is God wants to change us, not because he wants to punish us, not because he doesn't like us as we are. No, he wants to conform us to the image of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, 10 says, so that we can do the things that good things that God has planned for us to do before eternity began. You see, the reality is God wants to cheer us on to write that book, to start that new diet, to go back to school, to go into ministry, to go on the mission field, to do all those things. God is cheering us on. He actually gave us the desires to do some of those things. But the reality is we need to prepare for the destination. We need to start rhythms now that set us up for success later. Before I I planted a church, um, I, I talked to several mentors and uh, one piece of advice stood out among all the rest. And it was an older pastor who was very excited for this young 20 something year old guy that I was at the time to, to think about planning a church. And he said something. and I'm going to say it to you. And I'm going to give you the context that he gave me. He said, young man, God gives pastors the church that they deserve. God gives pastors the church that they deserve. Now, Is that always true at all times? No, grace is a thing, right? He oftentimes gives us many things that we don't deserve. But he was trying to tell me that the preparation, the spiritual work, the things that people don't see is the groundwork for the fruit that people will see and celebrate. And so many of us want good things in our lives and out of our lives. But are we willing to change who we are and what we do so that we can grow into the men and to the women that can be successful and stay faithful? That can be successful, that can get the thing that we're praying for and not forget the God who gave it. Family, I'm pleading you with the word that I do believe God wants to do a new thing, but I believe the new thing will be in you before it will be seen by others. The new thing will be a quiet rhythm of devotion, a quiet rhythm of maturity. It'll be a quiet rhythm of turning the other cheek, of holding back your tongue, of getting into your word, of making your prayer time more consistent and robust. It'll be those quiet things that create the new circumstances that you want to see, the new relationships that you want to have. The new levels of success in the business world that you've been working for. You see, the new thing won't start from the outside. It'll start on the inside. And just like the disciples who spent all that time with Jesus, who saw all the power that he demonstrated, that saw all the teachings that he gave, the the fact that they were with him day and night for three years, and yet they still missed it. Family, you and I, we can miss God. We can miss what he wants to do. We can miss his desire for our life. We can miss where his power is showing up because we can be so fixated on what we want God to do. We are missing what God is already doing. Henry Blackaby said in talking about missions, the goal is to go and do good things. No, the goal is to see where God is working and join him there. And that's my charge to you in this new year. See where God has already been working in your life and let your resolutions for yourself this year be a reflection of what God has done in your life 
last year? When have you felt the most close to the presence of God? When have you felt the deepest joy of the presence of the Lord? Where have you seen God show up in your life, even when you haven't been praying for it or looking for it? Look back and let that be the tracks that you run on for 2023. As we'll say, God, I've been focusing on you changing that person, but I see that you may want me to change. God, I I see that you uh, may not want to take me out of the circumstance. You may be using this circumstance to work something inside of my heart that couldn't otherwise be there. God, I've been asking and praying for you to rescue me from these people and from this family, from these other things. But you've kept me here. And yet I feel a strange power every time I talk. I feel a strange clarity of speech every time I talk about you to my neighbors. God, I see you showing up in ways that maybe I have not been looking for. And yet it is undeniably true that you have been there. So, family, I don't don't know what you have planned for 2023. Um, you know, losing weight or getting back into eating right, doing the right thing, spiritual rhythms, all those things are good things. But as you make your list, look backwards first. Don't miss what God is doing just because he's working in a direction that you're not looking. Don't miss God is doing because what he's doing is an area that you want to be delivered from where God is trying to use to work something in your life. Look back at 2022. Take an account of where God has shown up and say, "Okay, God, I see you pulling me towards investing in relationships differently. I see you pulling me to spending more time with you. I see you pulling me to invest more in my church family or community. I see you pulling me, maybe not in a direction that I would prioritize for my life, but you seem to be clearly calling me to. Because the new thing may not be the novel thing. It may not be the thing that no one has ever seen or done before. It may just be new to you. Maybe that Bible reading plan may not be a new thing for most Christians, but maybe it's new to you because you've never quite made it all the way through the year. Maybe community isn't a new thing, but it may be a new to you thing because you've never quite prioritized that rhythm in your life before. Maybe sharing the gospel is not a new thing. But it's a new to you thing because it always seems to get lost in the busyness of the day. And so, family, God does want to do a new thing. It just might be a new to you thing. And it may start on the inside first before it bears fruit on the outside. Pray God sized dreams, family. Have God sized dreams in your heart. You should be striving for things that scare you because God is calling you towards doing things that only his power would you have any chance for success. But those big things might not just be out there. I believe all of them will start right here in our hearts as we learn to have the character and the nature of Christ through the circumstances and the people that God has given us. Look backwards, family, so that we can look forward, knowing that we are on the path that God has set us on. Not just asking God to bless our work, but seeking to submit our work to God's plans. Let's make that our resolution for 2023. Let me pray with us. Father, God, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you for this new year. God, you have sustained us. We have not just survived, but we have experienced the joy of the Lord being our strength. And so, Father God, as we start this new year, God, would you help us to see where you're working and join you there? In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen and amen. Thank you for joining our family in North Charleston as we heard God's word preached today. We would love to connect with you. You can find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us a message to learn more about what Radiant Church is doing or support the vision of Radiant Church at radiantcharleston.com giving.